Section 17 of Europe and Elsewhere by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by John Greenman. Chapter 15 Dueling. Vienna, Austria, 1898. This pastime is as common in Austria today as it is in France, but with this difference that here in the Austrian states the duel is dangerous while in France it is not. Here it is tragedy. In France it is comedy. Here it is a solemnity. There it is monkey-shines. Here the duelist risks his life. There he does not even risk his shirt. Here he fights with pistol or saber. In France with a hairpin a blunt one. Here the desperately wounded man tries to walk to the hospital. There they paint the scratch so that they can find it again, lay the sufferer on a stretcher, and conduct him off the field with a band of music. At the end of a French duel the pair hug and kiss and cry, and praise each other's valor. Then the surgeons make an examination and pick out the scratched one, and the other one helps him onto the litter and pays his fare, and in return the scratched one treats to champagne and oysters in the evening, and then the incident is closed, as the French say. It is all polite and gracious and pretty and impressive. At the end of an Austrian duel the antagonist that is alive gravely offers his hand to the other man, utters some phrases of courteous regret, then bids him good-bye and goes his way, and that incident also is closed. The French duelist is painstakingly protected from danger by the rules of the game. His antagonist's weapon cannot reach so far as his body. If he gets a scratch, it will not be above his elbow. But in Austria the rules of the game do not provide against danger. They carefully provide for it, usually. Commonly the combat must be kept up until one of the men is disabled. A non-disabling slash or stab does not retire him. For a matter of three months I watched the Viennese journals, and whenever a duel was reported in their telegraphic columns I scrapbooked it. By this record I find that dueling in Austria is not confined to journalists and old maids, as in France but is indulged in by military men, journalists, students, physicians, lawyers, members of the legislature, and even the cabinet, the bench, and the police. Dueling is forbidden by law, and so it seems odd to see the makers and administrators of the laws dancing on their work in this way some months ago Count Badeni, at that time chief of the government, 
fought a pistol duel here in the capital city of the empire with representative wolf and both of those distinguished christians came near getting turned out of the church for the church as well as the state forbids dueling in one case lately in hungary the police interfered and stopped a duel after the first innings this was a saber duel between the chief of police and the city attorney unkind things were said about it by the newspapers they said the police remembered their duty uncommonly well when their own officials were the parties concerned in duels but i think the underlings showed bread-and-butter judgment if their superiors had carved each other well the public would have asked where were the police and their place would have been endangered but custom does not require them to be around where mere unofficial citizens are explaining a thing with sabers there was another duel a double duel going on in the immediate neighborhood at the time and in this case the police obeyed custom and did not disturb it their bread and butter was not at stake there in this duel a physician fought a couple of surgeons and wounded both one of them lightly the other seriously an undertaker wanted to keep people from interfering but that was quite natural again selecting at random from my record i next find a duel at trenopol between military men an officer of the tenth dragoons charged an officer of the ninth dragoons with an offense against the laws of the card table there was a defect or a doubt somewhere in the matter and this had to be examined and passed upon by a court of honor so the case was sent up to lemberg for this purpose one would like to know what the defect was but the newspaper does not say a man here who has fought many duels and has a graveyard says that probably the matter in question was as to whether the accusation was true or not that if the charge was a very grave one cheating for instance proof of its truth would rule the guilty officer out of the field of honor the court would not allow a gentleman to fight with such a person you see what a solemn thing it is you see how particular they are any little careless speech can lose you your privilege of getting yourself shot here the court seems to have gone into the matter in a searching and careful fashion for several months elapsed before it reached a decision it then sanctioned a duel and the accused killed his accuser next i find a duel between a prince and a major first with pistols no result satisfactory to either party then with sabers and the major badly hurt 
next a saber duel between journalists the one a strong man the other feeble and in poor health it was brief the strong one drove his sword through the weak one and death was immediate next a duel between a lieutenant and a student of medicine according to the newspaper report these are the details the student was in a restaurant one evening passing along he halted at a table to speak with some friends nearby sat a dozen military men the student conceived that one of these was staring at him he asked the officer to step outside and explain this officer and another one gathered up their capes and sabers and went out with the student outside this is the student's account the student introduced himself to the offending officer and said you seemed to stare at me for answer the officer struck the student with his fist the student parried the blow both officers drew their sabers and attacked the young fellow and one of them gave him a wound on the left arm then they withdrew this was saturday night the duel followed on monday in the military riding school the customary dueling ground all over austria apparently the weapons were pistols the dueling terms were somewhat beyond custom in the matter of severity if i may gather that from the statement that the combat was fought unter sehr schweren bedingungen to wit distance fifteen steps with three steps advance there was but one exchange of shots the student was hit he put his hand on his breast his body began to bend slowly forward then collapsed in death and sank to the ground it is pathetic there are other duels in my list but i find in each and all of them one and the same ever-recurring defect the principles are never present but only by their sham representatives the real principles in any duel are not the duelists themselves but their families they do the mourning the suffering theirs is the loss and theirs the misery they stake all that the duelist stakes nothing but his life and that is a trivial thing compared with what his death must cost those whom he leaves behind him challengers should not mention the duelist he has nothing much at stake and the real vengeance cannot reach him the challenge should summon the offender's old gray mother and his young wife and his little children these or any of whom he is a dear and worship possession and should say you have done me no harm but i am the meek slave of a custom which requires me to crush the happiness out of your hearts and condemn you 
to years of pain and grief, in order that I may wash clean with your tears a stain which has been put upon me by another person. The logic of it is admirable. A person has robbed me of a penny. I must beggar ten innocent persons to make good my loss. Surely nobody's honor is worth all that. Since the duelist's family are the real principles in a duel, the state ought to compel them to be present at it. Custom also ought to be so amended as to require it. And without it, no duel ought to be allowed to go on. If that student's unoffending mother had been present and watching the officer through her tears as he raised his pistol, he, why, he would have fired in the air. We know that, for we know how we are all made. Laws ought to be based upon the ascertained facts of our nature. It would be a simple thing to make a dueling law which would stop dueling. As things are now, the mother is never invited. She submits to this, and without outward complaint, for she, too, is the vassal of custom, and custom requires her to conceal her pain when she learns the disastrous news that her son must go to the dueling field, and by the powerful force that is lodged in habit and custom, she is enabled to obey this trying requirement, a requirement which exacts a miracle of her, and gets it. In January a neighbor of ours, who has a young son in the army, was awakened by this youth at three o'clock one morning, and she sat up in bed and listened to his message. I have come to tell you something, mother, which will distress you, but you must be good and brave and bear it. I have been affronted by a fellow officer, and we fight at three this afternoon. Lie down and sleep now, and think no more about it. She kissed him good-night, and lay down, paralyzed with grief and fear, but said nothing. But she did not sleep. She prayed and mourned till the first streak of dawn, then fled to the nearest church, and implored the Virgin for help. And from that church she went to another and another, church after church and still church after church, and so spent all the day until three o'clock on her knees in agony and tears, then dragged herself home and sat down, comfortless and desolate, to count the minutes and wait, with an outward show of calm, for what had been ordained for her, happiness or endless misery. Presently she heard the clank of a saber. She had not known before what music was in that sound. 
and her son put his head in and said, X was in the wrong and he apologized. So that incident was closed. And for the rest of her life, the mother will always find something pleasant about the clank of a saber, no doubt. In one of my listed duels, however, let it go, there is nothing particularly striking about it, except that the seconds interfered, and prematurely, too, for neither man was dead. This was certainly irregular. Neither of the men liked it. It was a duel with cavalry sabers, between an editor and a lieutenant. The editor walked to the hospital. The lieutenant was carried. In Austria, an editor who can write well is valuable, but he is not likely to remain so unless he can handle a saber with charm. The following very recent telegram shows that also in France duels are humanely stopped as soon as they approach the French danger point. Reuters Telegram, Paris, March 5th. The duel between Colonels Henry and Picard took place this morning in the riding school of the École Militaire, the doors of which were strictly guarded in order to prevent intrusion. The combatants who fought with swords were in position at ten o'clock. At the first re-engagement, Lieutenant Colonel Henry was slightly scratched in the forearm, and just at the same moment his own blade appeared to touch his adversary's neck. Senator Ranc, who was Colonel Picard's second, stopped the fight, but as it was found that his principal had not been touched, the combat continued. A very sharp encounter ensued, in which Colonel Henry was wounded in the elbow, and the duel then terminated. After which, the stretcher and the band. In lurid contrast with this delicate flirtation, we have an account of a deadly duel of day before yesterday in Italy, where the earnest Austrian duel is in vogue. I knew one of the principals, Cavalotti, slightly, and this gives me a sort of personal interest in his duel. I first saw him in Rome several years ago. He was sitting on a block of stone in the forum and was writing something in his notebook, a poem or a challenge or something like that, and the friend who pointed him out to me said, that is Cavalotti. He has fought thirty duels. Do not disturb him. I did not disturb him. End of chapter 15. Dueling. Read by John Greenman.